Welcome to the Understanding Society podcast series. In today's podcast, David Hayes from the Personal Finance Research Centre at the University of Bristol talks about new research funded by the Economic and Social Research Council's Secondary Data Initiative, using Understanding Society to look at the financial well-being of older people in the UK. The interest in older people was because we've had a relationship with the International Longevity Centre for about three or four years now. We did some work with them quite some time ago on the older consumer. And that's where that relationship stemmed from. Obviously, we're the Personal Finance Research Centre, so we look at all things personal finance. And we were just really interested in the vulnerability of older people due to their financial situation. So we've looked at all areas of finance. We've looked at expenditure, wealth debt, borrowing, and the sort of wider implications of financial well-being on general well-being. Why is it important that we understand what's going on in the lives of older people? Is it to do with the fact that we've got an ageing population and therefore we should be concerned about all issues related to that? Well, I think it's very important for a variety of reasons. But yeah, you've hit the nail on the head, really. The main reason is because, I mean, for instance, the over 80s are the fastest growing sector of the population in the UK at the moment. And there's so little research on the over 80s, particularly quantitative research. And that's one of the things we've tried to address with this research. We actually used Understand Society to look at the over 80s. From a marketing point of view, as well as from a policy and academic point of view, they're really sort of under-researched. And we spent a lot of time talking to marketers and people in the marketing sector who are really, really interested in this work, just because there's so little secondary data analysis, there's so little research in general goes on around the older consumer. So let's get down into the nitty gritty then of what aspects of older people's lives you were looking at, particularly what financial aspects were of interest to you. The title of the research is Financial Wellbeing Among Older People. So we were interested in all areas of their finances. We broke it up into four research questions. And sort of very generally speaking, we looked at older people's expenditure patterns, We looked at borrowing amongst older people, so mortgage borrowing, secured borrowing, as well as unsecured borrowing, such as credit cards and other forms of unsecured debt. We also looked at wealth. So we used the Wealth and Assets Survey to look at the composition of wealth amongst older people. And finally, perhaps one of the larger research questions, which encompassed a lot of data sets and which we used Understand Society for, was looking at the links between financial well-being and well-being more generally. We did look at the whole aspects of financial well-being. Um, We took on quite a lot, actually, but it's been a very interesting project. Just tell us a bit about why Understanding Society. Firstly, I've not used Understanding Society before. I've looked at it very briefly, and we all wanted the opportunity to really get some time to use it because we know it's such a rich data source. It's the biggest survey undertaken in the UK. But I think more importantly, looking at older people, it's like you say, the sample's fantastic. So you have boosters in Scotland, in Northern Ireland and Wales. You've got population boosters. There's also the fact that age in Understanding Society isn't top-coded, so we can actually really drill down and look at the oldest old people and have quite a representative sample even of the very oldest members of the population. It's a really exciting new data set and there's a huge amount of information in there we want to use. We've only sort of scraped the surface at the moment. We haven't done longitudinal research yet and that's something we'd really, really like to do with Understanding Society. But as it is, the questions in there are fantastic. And being a personal finance research centre, there's also due to be a bank of questions. I think it's in the forthcoming wave four or possibly wave five, all about debt and finance. And that's going to be so, so interesting to us. So we're really looking forward to using it in the future as well. You've been working on this research for some time now, and you've already published a couple of substantial reports. What would you say are the key things that have come out so far? Some of the earliest research we did, we tried looking at the older consumer to establish if there actually is such a thing as the older consumer. Perhaps under surprisingly, we found that there really isn't. And I think this is a problem in the marketing sector. And I think this is being unraveled in academic research and policy research at the moment. You know, we really can't generalise about the older consumer. So this work used something called the Living Cost and Food Survey, which is, again, a very rich data set. And we looked at expenditure patterns. We found six groups among the population which people fell into. And the variety amongst these groups was, you know, absolutely incredible. 
And that was fantastic because we really pinned down some major drivers of older people's expenditure patterns. We did some work on mortgage borrowing amongst older people. My colleague Andrea did this. And she's found some actually staggering statistics about the number of older people going into quite old age, you know, 75 plus, still having substantial mortgage borrowing. And that's something that's, you know, it's, it's probably not very well reported. And it's very, very interesting. I think thirdly, and the one we probably want to talk about more today is the work using understanding society. We've done two pieces using understanding society. So we looked at the oldest old looking at the oldest members of society, their areas of social participation, using the financial data available in understanding society to explore this sector of the population, which, as I said earlier on in the interview, they are the fastest growing sector of the population, the 85 and above. So that's been very interesting, and we've had a lot of interest in those findings. I think the thing we've had most interest in, though, is the most recent report looking at mental well-being and the relationship to financial management amongst older people. And this is a report that I know is now on your website. It's had quite a lot of press coverage. Previous work has been done on the links between mental well-being and debt, particularly. Well, we actually used Understanding Society to control for a lot of other variables, such as age, income, education levels, self-reported social class. And even after controlling for this, we found that people who were really struggling with their finances had up to eight times the chances of reporting decreased levels of mental well-being, which, to be honest, was quite staggering. And this is something that Understanding Society has really allowed us to look at and to establish beyond all doubt there is this very, very strong relationship between mental well-being and financial management or debt. I think this is a piece of work that we will build upon in the future and can really go places, particularly because Understanding Society allows us to look at these people longitudinally. And presumably the level of interest is because, you know, well-being is huge on the political agenda as well as on the health and social agenda, I guess. Both the things we've looked at, the relationship between mental well-being and debt or financial management are both absolutely huge on the policy agenda at the moment. As you say, mental well-being, particularly with David Cameron over the last few years and, and happiness and general well-being have become absolutely massive on the policy agenda. I've done a lot of research into this before, but I think the data in understanding society, and I'm not saying this because I'm talking to you, I'm just saying it because I'm a researcher and I've used a lot of different data sources. I think the data available to us has been fantastic and really allowed us to drill down into these people and to look at the relationships that exist between debt and financial well-being well-being. And like I say, in the future, I think the longitudinal aspect of the survey will allow us to look at these people over time or look at trends over time and to see how this relationship evolves. Your research is going to be presented at an event in a few days' time. What do you think are going to be the key takeaways for the people coming along to that, both researchers and policy people? I think some of the key messages that will come out is understanding the older consumer. If nothing else, the key thing that will come across is there is literally no such thing as the older consumer. And people need to be so careful when researching older people, when devising policy for older people, when marketing to older people, not to stigmatise and not to put people into this older person box, if you like. I hope the key policy implications or the key take-home messages that will come from this most recent piece of work into mental well-being will just be to repeat the extent of this relationship between financial management and debt and mental well-being and well-being more generally. And I think more analysis is needed. We need to really drill down into the data and look at the causality to see which causes which. We're saying that people who are really struggling with debt are eight times more likely to have lower levels of mental well-being. But we really need to look at that causality and see if people with poor mental well-being are more likely to be in debt as well. And I think that's another key thing is there's a lot more research needed in this field. And I think the ESRC, to be fair to them, they really are recognising this is an area that needs a lot of research, judging by the, the projects that were funded alongside us. There's a huge number looking at older people and researching older people and looking at this sort of third, fourth generations, if you like. Just a final question then, David. Where does your research go from here? We'd really like to use Understanding Society in much more detail, take advantage of the finance questions that are coming out in future waves, the questions on debt and people's financial behaviour, look at these over time using Understanding Society and really drill down and look at the patterns that do exist amongst older people and their financial well-being. 
Financial Dimensions of Wellbeing and Older Age is researched by the Personal Finance Research Centre in partnership with the International Longevity Centre UK. More information is available on the University of Bristol website at www.bristol.ac.uk.